Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Up next on Celeb Savant, I'll be speaking to Ishmael Butler from Diggable Planets. I spoke to Ishmael when he and the band were in Johannesburg, South Africa to perform at the DSTV Delicious Festival 2022. Now, Diggable Planets is an American hip-hop trio formed in 1987. The trio is composed of rappers Ishmael Butterfly Butler, Mariana Ladybug Mecca Vieira, and Craig Doodlebug Irving. The group is notable for their contributions to the subgenres of jazz rap and alternative hip-hop. Up next on Slab Savant is Ishmael Butler from Diggable Planets. Ishmael, it's a pleasure to have you, to be speaking with you today. So I know you're in South Africa, but how are you? What's happening in your world, in your world and in your life? Just finishing up the year, doing some shows, touring, finishing up some uh, music in the studio and, uh, you know, trying to close out the year strong, looking forward to the next year. Let's take it all the way back to the beginning about the okay. formation of the band. Tell us about the band's journey. I met uh, C, Ladybug and, and, and Doodlebug in Philadelphia in maybe like 88 or 89. And um, I had been working on the Diggable Planets music for maybe two or three years uh, by myself, but I always wanted to be in a group. And I used to see knowledge a lot, uh, Doodlebug around Philly and DC and New York, just like at different parties and events and stuff. And I knew he rapped. So I, um, I wanted him to be in the group with me. So I saw him in Philly one time and I asked him about it. He said he would think about it and consider being in the group. And um, a couple months later, I saw him in Philly and we started talking more sort of seriously and extensively about it. And I actually went over to his house and uh, met with him and uh, Mecca was there. And uh, we all just kind of got along, used to hang out, go to parties and kick it and think about music and fantasize about music probably for about a year and a half before we actually got uh, signed to uh, Pendulum Records in New York. And that's how we started making music. Your creative process that you guys have, is it still the same today as it was then? Or is it somehow different? Tell us your journey of creating from zero to that three or four minute song. What is that process for you guys? Well, it's different all the time. I mean, inspiration and ideas come from the ethers, you know? Yeah. You practice and study and listen and absorb. But then at the moment of creativity, you kind of pull from the magics of life to get stuff down. So it could be a lyric. It could be a chord. It could be a sound. It could be a pattern rhythmically. And you just kind of like fall in love with it, criticize it, try to grow it and try to realize when it's uh, finished, you know, and 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 that's all really a part of what your style is and your outlook. And um, so it's very difficult to form put it in a formula because it never has really occurred in a formulaic way. Why the name? What does the name mean? Like a um a sort of slang colloquialism in America in the uh 
40s, 50s, 60s was like if you do, if you dig something, mm-hmm. it makes you like it. You know, you're into yes. it. You understand Correct. it. You so that's why I got the n- name term dig a bull. A bull meaning something that is you can dig. Yeah. And then planets was um I was thinking about people uh being individuals, celestial bodies, literally and figuratively, yeah, poetically. So, you know, and then being in a system, a solar system, a galaxy with other planets. So I was thinking we were the diggable planets. We were the we were the planets that you could get into and understand and dig and vibe with. You know, listening to a lot of George Clinton, you know, at that time, mm-hmm. Parliament, Funkadelic, yeah, Sun Ra, uh, Prince, you know, stuff like that was influencing me um, to sort of. And then, you know, there's always some divine inspiration as well, where you just don't you don't know how these words come to you. They yeah. just, they're just there one day in your mind. You know? Yeah, it's interesting because I often create words where it just come. I'm talking to people and, mm. you know, just in general day to day and a word will just pop up, come through my mouth and I'm like, is that an actual word? I think I just made up a word. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I understand what you say. Not, not as um, divine as what you're saying, just like randomly, but I can understand what you're saying. You just carry yeah. on through the motions and you think that should be a word in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. You had this weekend in South Africa for the delicious festival have you been to South Africa previous to this? Or was it your first experience of South Africa? Well, a few years ago, we were in Cape Town. Okay. Now we're in Johannesburg, so this is my first time here. Your thoughts about your journey so far? <clears throat> yeah, you know, I haven't been able to soak much up yeah. yet. So we're going to do some hanging out tonight and then okay. obviously Saturday and Sunday with the festival. So... I'm sorry I don't have any more more thoughts on that right now. That's okay. That's okay. And then do, oh, do you have time after the festival or you're yes. flying off straight away? No, no, we're going to stay for two extra days. It's interesting to me as the audience, as the receivers of the music and the inspiration, we just receive that end and the live show end. And I've actually realized and saying this to the rest of the audience that you guys work damn hard, you know, to get yeah. the music to put out there to get the songs when you guys are on the road when you're on the road you're literally on the road boom one night flying out doof, radio stations interviews it's not as easy as we think it is i'm now seeing that you guys work damn hard so I'm, i give you credit for always showing up uh-huh. and trying you know that it's does it ever get to you i know you love performing and i know the energy's there but you know, just going from one place to the next, uh, and sometimes it's just being a blur. Does it just ever sometimes feel like, okay, can we make something clear for the moment? Touring is kind of like um, surfing in the sense that when you're trying to catch a nice wave, you just kind of out there lang- languishing on the mm-hmm. water, waiting for the wave to come. It could get boring. It could get tedious. It could seem like, what am I doing? You yep. know what I mean? But when that wave hits, you're riding on the crest of it. It's one of the best feelings in the world. So touring is tedious is boring traveling bus rides in and out of you know tsa baggage claim hotel check-in setting up the show equipment but you know when it when it's time to hit it's pretty pretty good makes it all worth it i don't got no problems with it i love it what's next for the band you said you guys are 
touring for the rest of the year. What's plans for 2023? Make new, um, diggable planets music. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you have idea of a direction of where it's going or have you restarted or is that fresh to still come in the new year both i mean you could have an idea about something today and then tomorrow it, it could change all the way but you know it's all about working and working through things you know artist creativity is, is problem solving you know it's um growth you know so we, we've done some things but looking forward to just kind of getting in the studio and hunkering down and seeing what happens over the course of a couple of weeks, every day, just working on it. You know? Okay. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Playing this game. I'm not saying in inverts commas, favorite. But top of mind, your top five favorite, in inverts commas, I know it will change every time, all the time. Mm. Your top five favorite songs by other artists. By other artists? Yes. <laughs> in um, this moment. <laughs> all Blues by Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's Nothing Like This by Omar. FNF by Glorilla, Serene by Eric Dolphin. Yeah, one more. And, uh, yeah, um, let's see. Oh, how about, uh, here it comes. Oh, uh, Hoy Roy Station by um, John Carroll Curry. Oh, interesting tracks. I'm going to look them up. No, don't know all of them. When you guys started, it was more the CD. You know, previously vinyl, cassettes. Those are making a comeback. I love me a CD, so I love buying this, having the tangible aesthetic of it. But now these days, you know, we've got the digital platforms whereby people consume music or listen to it in a different way compared to when you first started. Yes. Your thoughts of where we at compared to where we were and how people are listening to music these days compared to the when you started? You know, man, I, music, art is always changing because of, you know, human beings' um, experiences and growth changing in of equipment mm -hmm. the marketplace changes the means to monetize and make business out of your art always changes so i don't really trip on what used to be you know i think about it and i feel i i get nostalgic about it but i i mean it's it's sort of a mute because um it is what it is yeah you know so but that being said i love albums you know what i mean and uh I love CDs. I love tapes even. So I have shit that can play all of those and I, I do it when I want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I listen to stream streaming stuff, but that's not my main mode of listening right now, but I get it. It's a, a new age people, you know, if you're 15 years old, you, you grew up with iPhones and streaming services and you don't want to hear nothing about no, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> CDs or whatever. It, it doesn't make sense to you. Why would I, why would I do that when I could just do that? You know? So I feel, I, I feel them, but I don't always agree with it, but it is what it is. But it's interesting you say that because it's not the older ones that are bringing the nostalgia back of those. It's actually, it's the teenagers. They are the ones that are going for the aesthetic and the vinyls and the CDs. Interesting, not the older people. And oh. they want that. So it's quite interesting. So that means there will still be life of it moving forward. Nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. right on. Last year, CDs had the... The first time growth in 21 years, naturally vinyls and cassettes are moving. And it is the nah. teenagers that, of them that is buying it. Yeah. Now, tell me about when you're live performing, that you're riding that wave. What's it feeling like, that energy? Is it always a perfect wave or does it sometimes feel of a flat or do you try not have expectations? Mm, it's all supernatural, you know, so... Yeah. It, 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 it adheres to the laws of nature in a 
sense that, yes, it's going to have ups and downs. It's not always going to be a pinnacle or, mm -hmm. or a low. But at the same time, a lot of it has to do with what you're bringing to it as well, you yeah. know? So it's magic, really. You know, the cycles and the give and take, the ebb and flow, the exchange, really. Mm -hmm. So the more you perform, the better you are at, at, at reading and recognizing things and controlling things. But at the same time, it's still chemical reactions yes. and vibrations, yeah. you know? But I recently went to a headlining concert and... What I found interesting, and it was the first time that I had experienced this, is that the opening act was quite long. It was a long opening act in the sense it was four hours of different DJs. And by the time, you know, the crowd was going dancing and drinking naturally and going having a good time. I felt so bad because by the time the main artist came on stage, the crowd was so tired mm. and a little bit unresponsive. And I was like, oh, you know, because that has been going on for four hours. So it's just about balancing that but i really felt bad for the artist because she's really putting it all and it just it wasn't that connection you know yeah that happens i mean promoters don't sometimes they got to be good too you know like it the show starts like when you get off the plane like it's there's somebody to pick you up mm -hmm. when you get to the venue is the is the sound crew helpful or do they have attitudes they want to be there are they invested in it is the food good? Are you guys comfortable in the dressing room? Like, yeah. are, are there too many opening acts? You know what I'm yeah. saying? All of these things contribute to how the final result is going to be. And yeah. again, it's, it's alchemy. It's magic. It's a, it's a dice roll. You know what I mean? But people get good at it and you try to, you know, hope, hopefully you can get in those good situations, you know, but yeah it's not a hundred percent at all your sets are they ever as you said it's alchemy's magic so you've got an idea of what your live sets are or do you let it flow nearer the time do you just think okay cool this is what you do but on the day you might tweak it or change it for live shows yeah. or what is that like yeah it's it's everybody's always got a new idea you know and yeah. something to do <laughs> some change in the song you know what i mean it's always something do you have any personal favorites of your list of songs that you've released of course and will these be different to your uh your bandmates yes for sure okay so what are your personal favorites uh we have a song called graffiti that i like to perform a mm. song called pacifics that i like to perform and um jetting i like to perform we got a song called jetting and i like those are okay ones i did are there other songs of yours that you still like or favorites to listen to compared to performing would that be the same list or is it different no, because you're performing no, no, no. It's different. yeah it's yeah different. because it's a different yeah. performing yeah i get it because i suppose you get a different outcome from listening to the song personally by yourself compared to performing it an outcome with the interaction with the audience makes sense Most yeah definitely. yeah Most definitely. so ishmael uh, the podcast is listened to in South Africa, throughout the world. But as cool. a final message to our listening audience around the world, we all, as small as the world goes around, what would you like to share and say? Oh, I think as people look at America and um, see the, the clown show that it kind of became over the last four or five years, that it's important to remember us and realize that, you know, because of the way our politics is set up, the ruling party might not... Um, represent the 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 uh, 
a lot of the people mm -hmm. from the place, you know. So I encourage people to I understand where they're coming from, looking at America, but also, you know, to still give us the chance to have respect and, and to be culturally um relevant and um give us a chance, you know, to yep. earn respect back on the world stage. Definitely. It's not about Who's leading the country is about the people. <laughs> That's right. Ishmael, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. You too. Cheers. Bye-bye.